All right. right. Welcome back to another episode of Tosses coming to you live from the casting couch. Now, I can't even remember the last time we caught up. Must have been last week. Well, yeah, we do do this week. <laughs> so it was definitely last week. Where um, You've been away, haven't you? This I, is, we're recording this on a Thursday and we normally record on. Coming on fresh off the, the first King's Day birthday weekend in a long time. You know that really gets me? It's not even the King's birthday. Yeah, I know. That's when, when I found that as a kid, it, would, it just shocked me. So I was like, when's her real birthday? in April or something. The Queen. I don't know when Charles's actual birthday is. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe did they just do it because they're like, there's not a big public holiday between effectively, you know, Easter and Melbourne Cup. Yeah, and then it's only for um, Victoria, New South Wales. Yeah, Queensland and WA don't do it. Yeah, that rocked me when I was I was getting emails Monday. I'm like, aren't you guys on a break as well? Or do they do it and they have it a different day? Yeah, they do, but they call it. They've got picnic day in WA. There's just Australians love a public holiday, and that is well known. I reckon the roguest one is when you go to the UK and they have a bank day public holiday. Well, that's is is that like yeah? I don't know. Isn't that don't we have that Labor Day? No, that's different. That's like you know workers, but bank day. What was was that just? Is, but is this that because we're convicts that we have Labor Day and they've got bank day over there? <laughs> is that a difference? Was that just the original RDO? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and they're just like, fuck it, we'll workers. just give them a day off. That's dead. Yeah, I don't know. It's crook. What's uh? So what have you been up to? What'd you get up to on the uh, on your uh, long weekend, Jack? Oh, mate. So had a couple of beers on Friday night with some mates and a very, Standard. A very beautiful steak uh, just off Chapel. Well, you better say a woman, but yeah, nice <laughs> steaks better. Yeah. And then Saturday morning, trekked all the way up to Rochester to play the twos for Euroa. Rochi. A bit, I was feeling a bit tight, and I pinged my hamstring in the second quarter. So, <laughs> so. Have you ever done a hammy before? I've done one small one before I tweaked it, but this one, right, I was running at top speed, which is probably normal speed for the average person. And in a straight line, aren't yeah. you? You're not doing, you're not, you don't go very, laterally, you don't move very, very fast, very quick. No, but in it, mate, in a straight line, you can run very straight. I've got, got the turn circle of a freight train. Yeah, you do. You definitely do. I can attest to that. I've played with you. And then I just felt a big pop. It was like, you know, someone had sniped me from the grassy knoll. Is that, is that genuinely what it feels like? Yeah, I thought Lee Harvey Oswald had come back from the dead. <laughs> and were you doing the digital limp? Did you know immediately? Oh, yeah. I'm just like limping off. I fell about 20 metres short of the lead and then just hobbled off. And everyone's like, hammy, hammy, yep. Oh, no. In twos footy as well. Fuck, was it cold? Oh, no, it wasn't too bad up at Rochester. Pretty good given that the, the ground was probably about two metres under flood water. Yeah, right. Late and last year. I was about to say, are you, were you losing as well? No, nah, we did it easy. We did it we easy. We had a real ragtag team and probably won by 50 points anyway. Oh, nice. So they didn't really need you. No, nah, I was telling the boys anyway, they were like, oh, this is not good. But, you know... If I was a racehorse, I would have been taken to the knackery about 10 years ago. Like the, yeah, true. Did, had, haven't you, didn't you get a knee rico this year? No, last year I had an arthroscopy. That's about yeah. the third one I've had. But even even this year, just playing twos, mate, I've done my AC joint, had some bone bruising of the heel, and then done the hammy. I think God's telling me something. Yeah, you might, yeah, you I, might have to do I, that. I think I've just got to give everything <laughs> I've got for this year, win a premiership so I can go to the reunions every 10 years and then just call then it you're done. It's You know what? Fair play to those guys. I was reading something before that have played for the last like 27 years of their life yeah. and they're still rolling around. There's one bloke, Craig Banford, who's an absolute gun, played a lot of ones football. So this puts it into perspective. My dad was coaching the Euroa seniors in 1994 and 95. 
Yeah. Craig played his first game then. In 94, and he's still playing. Yeah. <laughs> You're kidding. I was born <laughs> that year. Yeah, so he has played 28, 29 years. Yeah. How, what's his secret? And you know what? He'd just be getting pissed out of the pub every weekend. Well, like, he runs an Albany University gym as well, so he's super fit, athletic. He's oh, right. No, right. So he's fit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's not just like some battler rolling down. They're the impressive ones, the ones who smoke darts and sink tins every weekend <laughs> and they've been playing for over 20 years. Yeah. They're more impressive than the guys working out. Now, he's he's looking after his body. Maybe that's what you've got to get on. I mean, you have signed up to the gym. You've yeah. got to start going a bit no, it's, more. It's going well. I just, just got to keep at it, mate. Well, now you're in rehab. I'm a, I'm a very finely tuned machine. Like when everything is going well and it's working, it is an absolute sight to behold, but just very rarely. <laughs> you haven't taken a hanger? Nah. <laughs> I, I, I haven't taken a specky, but I do clunk some pack marks. Yeah, that's fair enough. I have your vertical leap is I mean you get up there, but I don't I can't see you jumping on top of people's Good hands. hands, but just just don't have the elevation. All right, well I think that's enough uh, footy talk about your footy career right now for all the <laughs> listeners at home. Well, tell us about your weekend, Cross. Me, well I had yeah, mum and that came down. We'll we'll stay on footy chat because this is the Lions break my heart every fucking time oh, they come to Melbourne, nice. Jack. You're a fan. As people know listening, we're both fans. So I've got my brother and my mum haven't been down to Melbourne in ages. My brother's been to like the last – we've been to the Lions games three times together. He's 14 years old. Yeah. So I get him down like easy win. We'll roll in. I, I think I've seen Brisbane win at the G in the last 20 years one time, yeah. which is that prelim final last year. I would have – I can't even fathom the amount of money I've tossed over the bar down there at the MCC. Uh, and I've seen the Lions win one fucking time. So this weekend I was like, all right, Hawthorne, bottom four side, we're top four. We're going to absolutely smash him. What happens? Oh, mate. We lose to like the worst – they'll probably be the worst team this year. They always roll. So I almost feel like – Yeah, the played, last three games they have, yeah. I feel like we play better against the good sides than the bad ones. Well, that's – this year we have done that. But that was just – I was <laughs> – it's – I, I don't know if you remember this when you used to go to the footy with your parents or your dad or you used to watch on telly and you'd sit there as a young kid and then dad will start yelling at the – he'd go off his nutter. Yeah. And you'd be like, dad, chill out. It's just a game. Mum will just text me like round one every year and dad will be back home. He's like, dad's screaming at the TV. Yeah. Footy's back on. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so I'm sitting there at the game and I'm there with my mum and my, my brother and they haven't really been to the footy with me before. And I've, I've held it in for most of the game. I haven't been yelling at the umpires, but then at some point you just got to let go. And there was, yeah, there was a Lincoln McCarthy where he got his arms chopped at the end, where it was like, it was, if we kicked a goal there, we might've won the game. I just went off my rocket. <laughs> I sat down and mum's like, you're right. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just part of the game, mum. But then there was this, this bloke in front of us who went even worse than me because he was there with his two kids. And behind us was this like young fella, maybe 19, really chirping yeah, like yeah. oh my god i was sitting there wanting to hit this guy and i was thinking about it in my head you know when you sit there and you just scenarios go over in your head like <laughs> what, what would i do but i'm sitting there and this guy gives him before me luckily so which stopped me and he just going back at him like they're just going at each other <laughs> and they're like da, 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 da. oh yeah do in front of your son mate and this guy wouldn't shut up and this like where are you on the ladder like the classic old dude chat scoreboard yeah scoreboard stuff like no shit and then finally, that all they all like game ends. We leave. Then I'm in, I'm in the pisser, and this guy I hear just in the back of my head. Oh yeah, what that old dude? What a fucking dickhead! Like he's been, a and I was like, all right, 
fuck this guy. I turn around and chirp him. I was like, you can't see me outside <laughs> in the toilet. I don't know what took over me, Jack. I just couldn't <laughs> help it. And he just, he ran away. Luckily he went into one of the cubicles. I was like, it just, the emotion gets the better of you sometimes. But he did deserve it. And I was ready. I was ready to go in with him. It's funny you talk about, you know, going to football oh. and how some people vocal. I reckon the first game I ever went to, I was like six. It would have been like Brisbane Lions maybe versus Collingwood at the MCG. Sitting down and some bloke sitting next to us just screaming, white maggots! <laughs> and I had no idea that, you know, that meant umpires at that yeah, age. Yeah. And I'm just like, to Dad, what does that mean? Like, what's a white maggot? <laughs> It's, it is funny. You can overhear the kids like behind you trying to talk about stuff. We had another guy behind us who his son must have been an umpire or something because they were just talking about the umpiring. I was like, that is that was one of the lamest things I've ever heard. <laughs> These two going at it. Uh, it's just the footy, it just, breaks, it just breaks your heart. But then, you know what? I messaged you after the game. I said, what did I say? We're gutless. I've, I had, I've messaged you. You messaged me. And I was like, yeah, yeah, Spineless. yeah. Yeah, it's a shocking game. And then I went out to dinner with with the family and then it just out of nowhere it just hit me just like that was one i was of the, so sad and then i had to message you i don't message you i should get it back that up. was one of the worst days of football in my life oh I've, shocking i've got up early i've driven two and a half hours from melbourne to rochester done my hammy in the second quarter <laughs> then driven two hours back to mum and dad's TV, the um radio's going on brisbane are playing and it's just an absolute you know yeah. train wreck and i'm train like wreck. I need to find another sport here, guys. It is. It, but then two days later, I was happy. I'm like, nah, we're still a chance. But it, you replied to me at, sit at uh, four or at the end of the game. I, I just, you go fucking grim day. I go, I'm cursed. Not sure why I keep coming. Three hours later, I messaged you again going, we're that weak mentally. Not tough and hard. Soft forwards. Midfielders don't run defensively. We don't scare anyone. Like, it was still playing in my head. Three hours later. Living rent free. Genuinely rent free in my head. I was, I've just had enough of it. It there's, just, there's no point. There's nothing in life which really gets me as emotional as football. Like yeah, it's correct. Just, you let you just got to let go sometimes. It's such a big part of your life, especially in Melbourne, right? Yeah. Like, but even you like, look, it's even more serious in Europe, right? You know, they've got hundreds of years well, of culture and their towns true, and politics, true. and they live yeah. through that. Yeah. And yeah. It's like if the team's doing bad. It's almost like they feel it's an indictment on them as a person. Correct. It genuinely gets them down for the next week. Like two days later, I was like, no, we're fine. I'll well, let go. I think, it's just sport. I think we said this. So when, must have been 2019 or 28, yeah, 2019, the first year we kind of came from nowhere and finished yeah. second. What and a I, great year. And I flew up to Brisbane and GWS just beat us. We were six goals down, got like one or two goals up, and then they won because Brett Daniels kicked that goal. Yeah, Alex Witherden, weakest piss defender. And I remember... I remember that. Just so partied that night in Fortitude Valley, came back, and I just felt this deep, overwhelming sadness and depression. I'm like, jeez. <laughs> Went to work on Monday, got back and felt the same. Tuesday, a little bit better, but I'm like, is this what depression is? <laughs> yeah, it's from the like, When will this feeling go? <laughs> yeah. That was tough, that one as well, because GWS put up an absolute stinker in the granny as well, and we yeah. should have been there, which sucks. <laughs> oh, mate, it's absolutely. But then that's but then that's the thing, like you will get super down. I do it with super coach as well. Like it just ruins your week when you get on the super coach and stuff. Like oh. you lose it. I haven't been losing too much this year, which is real flex on the boys. I'm not a super coach sort of guy because. But even that gets you down. Even fantasy NFL in I do that. That gets me down for a couple of days. It's much like my tipping though. Like I'll, 
I'll go with my heart and I'll pick kind of backwards. I'm like, yeah. he can really show something and pull himself out. And then it gets to round three and I'm just getting absolutely smoked. My team's to yeah. appreciate Well, that's, I decided this week, Supercoach Classic and tipping's done. I'm not tipping the rest of you. It's a waste of my time because I'm so far, I'm done with it. I'm Cost not going to win. Analysis. Exactly. I'm not going to win anything. I've finished. I'm done. It's, it's not almost, worth it. It's almost that point where you start trying to like lose it because usually there's a Price to the bottom, and then yeah. you start trying yeah. to lose, yeah, and, you money back. St- and then you start tipping better than yeah. you were earlier yeah. on. No, I gave up. I gave up. But you, you were saying listening to the uh, to the footy on the way back. I had a, one of my mates has just gone to Europe, and he he messaged the boys what on Wednesday. We're like, oh, how'd you go? Did you get over there? You over there? He goes, oh, fellas, I've had a stinker. They wouldn't accept his passport going through the terminal because it had like a rip in it or something. Oh, and it was on the Monday. And he was a D supporter. So I was like, at least the D's got up. He goes, oh, I was that sad. I didn't even watch the D's game. <laughs> and he's moving over there for like the next year. What a fucking terrible start. <laughs> I remember when I was 19, I was in Brazil and I went to a soccer match as you did do. And it was two yeah. local sites in Rio de Janeiro. And the amount of security, there was literally like on the ground, there was like one every two metres just facing yeah. the people because I was that worried of a pitch invasion. Well, there's not... I guess there's well, there was that streaker at the Sydney game. That was very funny. <laughs> Everyone loves a streaker. I feel like the fines. Yes, you don't want people interrupting the game, but they add so much to it. Yeah, good on them. And when they get away, there's nothing better. And normally, surely your mates pitch in for if you get the fine. Who is the one that gained like? It was in a World Cup. I oh, the in Ke- Russia, Kelsey Kinsey, 2019. Kinsey Wolanski. Che- he got che- like five yeah. million followers instantly. No, that was um, Champions League final 2019. She get out there, run around with her big bunda. Just <laughs> around on the field. Oh, it's so rogue. <laughs> yeah, that's uh. Well, that happened during. Well, we talk, we were supposed to talk about this last week. Ange Postecoglou, Ange Postecoglou, taking over Tottenham. Like that's pretty big. That's massive for Australian for an Australian though. coach to do that. What ten years, twelve years ago, he was coaching um like South Melbourne or something. He's paving the way so that someone with a white Western name from Australia can do it. Well, it's well, yeah, well, Ange Postecoglou. Well, we had Harry... Ange Smith wouldn't have got the gig. (laughs) No, he wouldn't. Adam Smith wouldn't have got there for sure. Well, we've had Harry... We've only had, like, ex-players try. Like, Harry Kewell, he tried to coach Crawley Town. He coached Crawley Town. How good is that? Dog shit. No good at it. I guess he's just an ex-player. But, yeah, we haven't had anyone else that big, which is props to him. Like, imagine... Would you... I think the thing How hard do you think coaching is? So hard. I think the thing... Okay. When you get because I, I don't, but okay. I, yeah, go on. <laughs> when you get to that level as well, it's not just coaching. You have to manage the politics of the admin of the club. Yeah, because there are people in there who want to connive and kick you out. Other Mate, imagine you. imagine those clubs where they've like Man City just won the travel. They've got billionaires. I should get the list up. Like now in the in the uh, EPL, it's Man City's got a billionaire. Like Newcastle's are the next richest. They've got billionaires buying teams. That is. How the fuck can that be fair? Like, imagine a sport where you can just buy championships like that. Yeah. That is, you, like, you're not doing that in the AFL. Whereas, like, the Vegas Golden Knights just won uh, the NHL and they're a new expansion team. How good is that to see? And they've, they have spent the most money in the league, but they've still got, like, a cap of 100, don't you think it's 100 million or whatever it is. that year Leicester won? Like yeah, see, that, stories like that don't happen anymore because of the... Sports bet had odds, right, on them winning and was paying more than, like, they have some rogue bets just, you know, taking the piss. It was like odds of Albus 
being found alive or aliens coming Yeah, the special and bring And those odds were actually less than Leicester winning the Champions League. <laughs> that was an amazing... I, was, I think I was in England for the first half of that season. I was living over there. It was an amazing start. And people I lived with were Leicester fans. And like one of them, I think their dad put like 10 bucks on them to win. But that's, I mean, that's not that much. There's a lot of money to win though. They like would have been odds. paying like between two to $5,000, like serious Kanga. The, I mean, there's not many better underdog stories than that. No, there wouldn't have been and ever. Who, who was coaching them at the time? Brendan Rodgers? I can't remember. Haven't, a lot of the players left because you, know, you get to that spectacle and then yeah, the money's yeah. just too good. Well, exactly, all the other teams buy them. But um, yeah, bit of, mate, what a bit of sport talk to start the show. Shit. <laughs> Fair bit. Well, this is the thing now. All the, all the American sports... That's it. They're all done now. Yeah. All you've got is baseball. And it was baseball, mate. Yeah. We're not talking about baseball. Well, this is. I was sitting there the other day. Baseball didn't come on. It was women's lacrosse came on. And me and Elliot sat there and watched for like two hours. This is my house, mate. Like we will watch any sports when it comes on. I watch women's lacrosse and women's softball because their championships like, are on. The most depressing <laughs> time for males is that kind of weird in-between time between football and cricket. Yeah, correct. Yeah, you've got nothing to do. Like what do you do with your time? <laughs> Just play FIFA. Yeah, exactly. Video game. You're just watching rehashes of old games. Yeah, well, I I started watching Gossip Girl last night because I had nothing to do. There was no games on. Any intel? <laughs> How good was TV in like the 2000s? Like shows like The OC. Yeah. The One classic. Tree Hill. Yep. One Tree Hill, OC, Gossip Girl. People were fans of Gilmore Girls. Did you watch Gilmore Girls? I didn't. But you talk about that now. Like they've got Euphoria, which, you know, is pretty popular. But that is so much more spicy. Well, they, I think that's the it's, – it's better made now. It's not as corny as those ones. But that's what made it. Yeah, I know. They're different types of TV. Well, this is – have you seen the new one, The Idol? No. Have you heard anything about this? I've heard absolutely nothing. You've heard nothing about The Idol. So it's – it is – so, again, there's probably breaks in TV. Like Succession just finished. Uh, a few other, like, big HBO shows have just finished. And we're still waiting for – what that Lord of the Rings one to come back and then the Game of Thrones to come back. So there's no big shows right now and this is it, The Idol. It is, when I kid you, Jack, it is softcore porn for like an hour and not cool softcore porn and it is just some of the worst TV you will ever watch. But, <laughs> but every, I was still so engaged. But every now and then you get a, like a little nipple or something and there's a girl running around in a bikini and it keeps you engaged for a little bit. But it is some of, it is the worst TV. Me and Elliot watch, like, You've got to watch it. It's It just draws you in, but it's, you know how you want, the best things about TV shows, you want something to give you an emotional like response to it. That's a good TV show. I mean, this kind of does because you feel sort of disgusting at the end of it because The weekend. so it stars The weekend. you know, The Singer. Oh, I think I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, you would have seen stuff about it and Lily Rose Depp's the main part. And like, he's like, at the end of the first step, he's like um, suffocating her in a scarf and then cuts a mouth hole in it, and then is like dirty talking to her. Like, I don't want to. I don't know whether I want to dirty talk on. No, the, I don't. It's like too much for me. It's like I want your feel my big Johnson in your da da da. Like that's the dirty talk, and it is graphic, disgusting dirty talk. And he's got the biggest rapey vibes ever, and it is so so uncomfortable to watch. That's this show is shocking. That is the standard of TV now. But I, you know what? I watch. I watch every episode probably. I watched the whole season. It's kind of like, you know, <laughs> you know, you've got a sister or a girlfriend, they'll be watching like the trashiest TV. And you're like, oh, get this off, get this off. And you walk by and 
kind of sit down. Well, that's the classic. It's your dad, isn't it? Where he walks by, or like there's a movie on, he just stands there like this. You ever get that? I've got something playing, and dad will just stop and just watch it. Some, <laughs> something will come across the telly. I had one of my um, cousin's grandparents, he used to get up every year, like in the, in the crack of dawn, um, American time to watch the Victoria's Secret Jimmy, model, Victoria's Secret model show, like you know the walk, the catwalk. He used to get up and he was like sixty odd, and he used to get every year he'd sit down and watch it. Christmas, <laughs> watch it live. <laughs> it's like every time you watch like a TV show or something, it would just be a fine TV show, and your parents are wandering, and there's probably one sex scene for the whole episode. Yeah, I still, can, I still can't at this age. You still can't do it, can you? No, it just oh how. Uh, you can't describe it. it, it well, you can describe it. Fucking it's weird. Yeah. Crippling anxiety. Anxiety, yeah. You, oh, you, it's either you get up and walk out or you hide. I used to hide my head. I'd be like, oh, I'm not watching, I'm not watching. <laughs> Turn it off, who put this on? Yeah, but secretly I've got one of my eyes are open. This is when I was younger. Got another one open. But then it's like Game of Thrones. If you watch that, it's like every second. You know, See, that's, I don't think that's as bad. Because they're never really like proper shagging. They're just like walking around with it, whatever out. I feel like the thing with that as well is in the early scenes, it was a bit more kind of like low budget and they weren't that worried and the actors weren't that big. So there were heaps of sex scenes. But as the show kind of got on a bit, it kind of like was a bit less. It was actually... 100%. If you... But that's every show now. If you're writing a show, the first first episode's got to have bulk titties in it. And then that's how you get everyone hooked and everyone watches the first out and then it just goes on. For Do you remember when you're like young and they're like SBS? Like there'd be those foreign, European movies. And yeah. just be <laughs> Marion Coutillard's up one night. She's out there. They're just, the European movies were great. You'd stay up just hoping to watch a bit. Or um, this is just, just horny young guy chat right now from when we're growing up and hitting puberty. Big Brother. When Big Brother, they used to have the after hours. I never remember watched that? Big Brother. Well, Big Brother used to have the after hours, which was like the X-rated stuff. So you'd get you'd see a bit then as well in the first few episodes. Well, Big, there's another season of Big Brother coming. Yeah, out. but it's it's different. It's not. They're not trying to like the first episodes of Big Brother were like they're trying to be cool and just like shag and hook up with each other. That was massive. I suppose they got so many like they got Love Island and stuff like that, which is. It's kind of, it kind of is like Big Brother, but they've just taken it to another level in different respects. It is, and it's you know it's a lot more safe sex, a lot safer now. The first episodes of Big Brother were like the first season were very rapey, like those. There's some two guys got kicked out for doing some bad shit, but they've we've come a long way with reality TV where it's less like that. What's the biggest reality TV show going around now? It's gotta it's gotta be Love Island. Well, who's no? You don't think it's Love Island? Well, I'm trying to think, it would be, if you think of influencer power, like just how people have gone massive, like Harry Jowsey. Well, that's, he's too hot for, to handle. Oh, far out. I'm getting mistaken. Well, I think Love Island, they've got it in every country. And it's, I think the UK Love Island, it's the biggest one at the moment. Well, while we're on the subject of reality TV, I don't know if you've been paying attention. I think I sent you some washed up bloke who was on maths, I believe, or Love Island, one of those reality TV mm. shows, I have to cross check it, has started a podcast. Yep. And it's called Tossa Podcast. Mate, he obviously, his PR team didn't do a look into us. Mate, what, obviously. Well, the podcast name on Instagram is Tossa.pod. <laughs> What's ours? Tossa's pod. Yeah. <laughs> so clearly, they're probably gone with that. And they'll say, or they had a reason. So, welcome to the Ollie's. So, this is how they got Tossa, the Ollie Skelton show everyone rates. 
Like, come on, mate. You you had the name Tosser and then you had to make... Hey, hey, you know what? No free promos. I'm not talking about this guy right now. Yeah, I don't even know where this washed up guy was on, but I can guarantee you it's not going to be as good as our podcast. Tell you what, you go on maths, mate. Jeez. That's why I should be pimping you out to reality TV shows to get us more listeners on. Well, I can... See, I can my, my application for Survivor, Dead in the Water. Is it? Didn't progress. Damn. What other shows can you go on? We normally we talk about this. Like I've been asked to go on Farmer Wants a Wife. No, you don't want a wife though. No. And you're not a farmer. You live in a house in the city. Yeah. <laughs> Concrete Cowboy. Yeah, Concrete Cowboy, exactly. They asked me to- I don't know. You could- You're at that age though. You could find a wife. It'd be fun. You, d- you don't have to marry them. <laughs> well, now, if they listen to this, they'll know that you're not coming for the right reasons. But Just use it for clout. Who, like get it 100,000 extra followers. But who knows, Jack? You might fall in love. Wouldn't that be lovely? You go on a show and you fall in love with a little <laughs> farmer and you are like six of them just looking after you. you. I guarantee you, if you did actually go on Farmer Wants a Wife and you had six attractive women that are lovely, I think you would settle down. I don't think enough women have shown you. I think that's, you would just be one of the sort of like a farmer's, like a farmer's wife. Don't you reckon it's weird when you look at that and you're like, you got a farmer and they just pit all these girls, you know, going for it. And it's like societal induced, you know, putting value on this guy. Because if that guy just went out to a pub and the same six girls were randomly around him, the chances are, right, they'd probably have no interest in him. But because they're in that environment where like they're told this is like a high value male, you've got to go for it. They're like... How big is his cock? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They don't show that on farm. Okay, I'm just checking. That's just like, I just it was just a question, just whether they'd be into him or not. But um, yeah, you're right. But once they get to know them, who knows? Most farmers are pretty awkward on the tune, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Well, I that, imagine. That, that's How half, many – are there farmers? What do the farmers' daughters do? That's half my, like, video content, right? It's like everyone's got this idealistic view of farmers, but they're just alcoholics, debt-ridden, got depression because they can't pay their debts off, um, have no time for you because they're out in the farm. They come back, they're emotionally unavailable. And or they go on to private schools down here. Yeah, there's two kind of farmers, the real yeah. working class battle ones who can't save a cent and then there's the, the rich affluent well, ones there is spend the drought relief on the new cruisers, the kids yeah, to correct. Geelong grammar. Yeah, well that's going to be a new age, the new age of farmers, isn't it? Because they've grown up in like going to uni down here and they're going back on the farm. Back in the day they didn't do that. Yeah. They just started and worked on the farm. A lot of our mates getting the uh, getting little planes flying in and out. <laughs> the little Cessnas. What type of fa- Yeah, what type of farm would you want? Like, say you grew up, what farm do you have, sorry? In the fam. The family's got a farm, don't they? Uh, sold. It used to be cattle farm, Herefords. Yeah, nice. I might do something different. I might start a worm farm. Aren't all farms worm farms? No, nah, not to the same extent. There's worms well, on the farms, but yeah, they're not worm farms. If you think about it, I don't know. It's like worm inse- farm inception. What about you? We've got, in the fam, we've got some cattle up near Tumut, which would be great. You know what? I don't like, I, like I like animals, but I don't love them enough to like care for them every day. What is some cool, something like a pearl, like I watched um, maybe like a pearl farm or like a seaweed farm. That'd be fun. Live near the ocean. I don't care what the farm is as long as it makes big money. Live near the ocean somewhere. That'd be cool. I don't know where, I'm what just, other cool farms are there? I don't know. I'm just like, everyone's got this idealistic view, mate. Like I said on the podcast I was in last week, I take my air conditioned office any day of the week. There's nothing shameful about that. Getting back home, you're not stinky, you're not dirty, your hands are nice and soft. What about... Actually, the key, the keyboards are pretty tough on the hands. Keyboards are tough. They're, is there going to be farming in um, in VR? What's it called? The metaverse. Yeah, so like you've just got all these 
farmer kids just playing Farmville with the uh, new iPhone headsets. Yeah, pretty much. And that well, that's the thing. But what are they farming then? Like Bitcoin and stuff, I guess. <laughs> Something a bit different. Farmville Bitcoin. Yeah. Oh god. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. Well, talking about farming in VR, did you see last week? I mean, the Apple uh, Apple Vision was it called? Is that what it was? The, the goggles. Everyone would have seen it now yeah. that they put on. That is, that is a dangerous, dangerous game. What are people gonna? It's gonna be like. A, remember Wally? Yeah. Remember yeah. Wally? We're in the seats. We've spoken about this. this VR is getting so good. It's like you know people play that, and then it feels like you're living in a simulation. And then maybe you can do some drug and it feels like you don't actually remember your real life. Your only life is in the game. You're know, the Matrix. You're in the Matrix just locked in. There would, but the issue is like it's – you've got a massive thing on your head. So you're gonna, are you going to walk around the house with the – because it's augmented reality as well. It's yeah. AR, sorry. You're just going to walk around the house. And, like, then, and then the lazy people just have like the toggle. Like yeah. the, the active people will walk. What, ab- what about in the bedroom? You reckon you're both <laughs> you and your missus are wearing them and you're shagging in the bedroom? <laughs> just play someone else. You just, <laughs> just changes over, the you face. You just over your missus, Lana Rose. <laughs> yeah. You just change, yeah. You really spice it. it up in the bedroom. <laughs> that, oh, that is, it's going to go to dark, some dark places like that. Man, that's another business idea. Someone should get on that already. But then that's like, you probably shouldn't change someone's face to your missus' face to some celebrity. <laughs> That's kind of fucked up. What, you, you change your mistress's face to your missus's. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they're going to do is like, I reckon, well, this is the thing. Only fans, girls, they'd be able to like upload their face and say, download my face subscription to put on your missus. Yeah. And then maybe you buy a sex doll and then you do it. You put her face on that. Mate, this, this is seriously Holy shit. territory. I know. But these are some good ideas. Companies would definitely be thinking about this. Well, if we're thinking about it, Jack, I dare say there are some more horny dudes out there thinking about it as well. Or I can just play AFL 360 or AFL Live and not have to risk doing my hamstring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Running around. Well, that's what they're going to do with the NBA. You can get courtside seats. So, like, you put your headset on and they've got the camera down there on the actual NBA game. Yeah. Like, that would be amazing. And I'd happily pay 10 bucks a game to just watch that through the VR headset. You just sit on the couch. And yeah, it's like your ringside. That's actually... The cameras would have to be so elite to do that because you'd have to have the game coming in. No, they do. I think they do it. They sort of do it already. Like, I think they have that at games. Like, they've yeah. done it before that you can do that. Would you pay extra 50 bucks to have audio as well? As in, like, you can shout at the players. <laughs> I imagine they've just got speakers they in They've got speakers in there. Your audio comes out. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to be a tight ass. Like, well, I'll, I'll pay for, the like, the viewing and then I'll just have, like, the radio in the background. <laughs> no, 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 no. I meant you can yell at the players, <laughs> not the other way around. Yeah, I mean, it, that's that's another thing they could add on, add on there. I don't know, like, it's pretty cool. I don't know whether we can get used to it. Do you think it's a worry, though, that life will be so good in that that people just won't choose to live the real life? They can just... Like, if you're a lonely, depressed kid, you just sit in your bedroom and life's probably going to be so much better for you. 100%. There's kids just playing video games now that do that. Yeah. And then you can you can farm online and make <laughs> money online doing that sort if of stuff. If you don't have enough money to buy a farm... <laughs> yeah, get your online farm. Like, our mates, right, we'll sit in a header for, like, 70 hours a week, right, from, like, 7 a.m. to 3 a.m., you can just imagine them. They love farming that much. Just sit in the chair. You're doing nothing, but you just got crops going around you. Well, that's you could e- you could even do it the other way, like sit in the header with yeah. the goggles on, and then you can have whatever you want. Just in, like a movie playing. You have a movie playing in the sky as you're just going up and down. 
the Grange just going over the back yeah. all on the ground. <laughs> That'd be sick. Like you play some video because they sit there anyway and just listen to music. But now you can have the augmented reality where it's just like do whatever you want. To be fair, by the time that is happening, we've probably just got machines just doing it. There'd be no one in the header. Yeah. Like it'd be just be some bloke controlling it elsewhere. Probably, you know, world wars will probably stop or all wars because people are like, eh. But then they'd be fought online. I would, well, that's the thing. I don't like, know. would you fight in an online war? I guess it's for fun. Where you're, everyone's got their headsets on, we're just fighting people online. It's but, just like you're living D-Day again. Well, that's the thing. And then does like the Terminator stuff happen? Will like AI take over? Well, what happens when technology gets too strong or, and it can think for itself? Well, I guess that is a real fear for a lot of people out there. It's going Especially to be like Terminator. I did go through. I did go through a period there where I was scared of, like that was you know. Like, I'm pretty sure my dad's scared of computers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of parents are. But I had, yeah, maybe for like six months there, I thought that is that was a real thing, and I had I gave a little bit of my brain to it, going like that might happen one day. I've got to I've got to watch out for that. <laughs> I won't give AI too much stuff. But then I've I've gotten over that now. Terminator Salvation Day it will come, without a doubt. Well, not in our lifetime, though, I can't imagine. I don't know. Technology's advanced that quickly. And, you know, Elon Musk has said, you know, want to get. there's a lot of high-profile people in tech who are like, we need to get some laws in place, you know, to stop a crisis happening. Because, you know, as a rule of thumb, what happens is something fucks up yeah. and the government are like, oh, that was bad. We'd better make some laws to stop that happening again. But then if that happens with tech, the consequences are so big that by the time you find out the problem... You can't set the laws, right? Because it's just already too far gone. Yeah, so right. So then how do we do we just live by ourselves? Like, maybe we become like a purge and may, we just set up our own community. Maybe society will regress. We just go this capitalistic, you know, nine to five grind. It's not, you know, how we're meant to live. And then we just go back to living tribally in the African jungle. Yeah, but that doesn't, that doesn't sound like fun. So many people will die off. Because don't you think, like, it, it's weird, right? We've never had it better and then more and more people have mental illness are depressed like you know 100 years ago i said this you know 14 year olds were like lying to fight in a foreign war and you die in europe yeah but that's because they're bored they'd have nothing to do and then now young people you know too scared to you know make a reservation you know calling someone they'll only do it if you can make an online booking yeah i agree I used to go to the same hairdresser back in Albury because I was too afraid to book a hairdresser for myself in Melbourne <laughs> for years <laughs> and then you know what Cautionary tale, I found one and then he moved back home to be with his boyfriend in New Zealand and then I had to start the process all over again. And you've Crippling been, anxiety. And this way your budget's screwed because you've been flying to New Zealand every month yeah, since. To see my man. I actually, I actually made a song about that guy. What was his name? Because I don't, I don't like talking about my previous podcasts on here, just in case you get jealous. But um, I did make a song about him because it, it was an emotional time in my life. Well, we just made, there's nothing like a bond with your hairdresser. Well, girls will never understand the loyalty that guys have to their barber. My dad has been going to the same guy for like 40 years. Yeah. Even he, I think he, he stopped doing hairdressing and then just did it out of his back of his house <laughs> and dad still went to him. Guys will literally cheat on their wife, but will not cheat on their <laughs> no, barber. Yeah, correct. <laughs> you just find one dude, you've got to stick with him. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> it's so true as well. I know heaps of dudes that do that. It's but but what's the difference? Like what what are we gonna do different with our hair? Like you see all those video games. Back to the video games, 
Like you can customize all your shit. I mean, maybe, maybe tribalistic, right? If someone's got like scissors and a razor blade and they're going at our head, we need the utmost trust and respect for them. It is, yeah. And if you go somewhere else, it's just that primal instinct. You but know? then it's like you fuck it up, it'll grow back <laughs> in like a month. So is it really that important? See, I've on the subject of haircuts, someone asked me, like, I've always been very conservative, like short back and sides. <laughs> What's yeah. the most rogue haircut you've had? Oh, you get the classic mullet. I won't call it, I won't tell you what I called it. I'd have to quit my professional services job if I wanted to get a mullet. I did have I had tips when I was younger, that classic phase when early late primary school. I had tips when was with my stepmother. I said, Can I please get some tips? She was like, Yep, you sit here with me and we'll get tips. Michael Clark, Shane Warren. Fucking style. it was unreal. I, the, the confidence I had for that next year of having tips, or however long they lasted, I'm not sure they long last that long. But it was I remember there was a crew at school. There was like five of us that all got tips at the same time. And I can rattle off who they were. And were we the coolest kids in school? Yes. Yes, we were. And that's all we cared about. I was like, for the Thailand trip, should I just bleach my hair peroxide? Well, see, so you're sort of... Well, you got blue eyes. You're sort of blonde as well. You could pull off peroxide. You look like you'd be in the Hitler youth. Well, yeah. If you Yes, if it's peroxide, yeah. You definitely look like <laughs> you'd be in the Hitler youth. But I think, yeah, go for it. What could go wrong? Well, would it? Yeah, would it affect your job? You could just shave it off. How's your? Well, that, that's what I was like. How's your melon look? That's what I was like. Just bleach it and then shave it off. Would you ever wear a wig? Well, that's funny, right? We're talking about that two ends of the spectrum. So I can either dye it, you know, peroxide blonde, mm. and look like a German, look like a Nazi, I mean, or I could shave it off and go a skinhead, and yeah, I'd true. still look like a Nazi. Well, mate, as long as you're not hanging around Parliament when there's some black flags around and people all dressing like, I think you'll be right. I don't think people are going to think that when you walk they down the, the street. They are the real battlers, right? You know, the people with the shaved heads who are just, you know, just walking down the street, right? And they just, for some reason or another, you know, there's a rally at the front with the neo-Nazis and everyone mistakes them. <laughs> I mean, that is a very, very specific scenario <laughs> to just walk into and you're wearing all black. That'd be, that's like an episode something. just like, oh, crap. That is a look though. Wrong place, wrong time. I think if you, if I was to ever shave my head, I'd need to have a full beard. We you, spoke about this the other other week. You just have to have a nicely shaped head. Yeah, mine's shocking. I remember shaving when I was sixteen. They just went too short. Yeah. Now, it's weird like, looking head when I'm shaved. The other thing, which is you know, being lost, is like ears like our dad. I remember seeing like photos of him as a kid. And all the kids just had bowl cuts because it was just like, you know, save, yeah. ten, save five bucks on a barber, just put a bowl on, snip around. It was easier, yeah. He reckons like the second it hit the collar, his old man would just send him to the, <laughs> get his hair cut and then bang, bowl on the top, cut around. Yeah, dad never used to, he, he said you're getting short back and sides until you're out of my house. But when <laughs> I got 16, I grew it a little bit longer <laughs> back then. But that's what he used to say. But then mum went off at him one time. There's photos from when we're at our auntie and uncle's wedding when we were younger. And I think we must have had nits. And my parents are divorced. So we went to dad's with our hair, whatever. We must have had nits. Dad, instead of getting the nit wash out, shaved both our heads and then sent us back to our mother. And she was, she was livid. She had no idea that he was going to do it. Just <laughs> like, taking the back shed, got the shearing clippers out. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he's just like, yeah, we'll just get it off. My mum was, oh my God, was she angry at my father then. <laughs> like imagine sending your kids back to your other spouse, your divorced parents, and you've just shaved their heads off. Oh, she was so angry. I remember who's the comedian, Bert Krishner? Or what's yeah, Krishner, yeah. He's talking about one time he bet one of his mate's sons, who was like seven or eight at the time, you know, who was going to win a football game. And if, you know, he, if the kid won, he had to give him like 50 bucks. But if he won, 
and he got to shave the kid's hair and give him any <laughs> right. haircut he wanted. And he's just given it the most rogue one. They're absolutely just blind yeah. drunk. Kids kids love that. And though. then the mums are just like him and the father are just yeah, absolutely crack, pissed yeah. themselves laughing. And then the mums have come around, just started screaming, what's going on here? <laughs> well, that was the issue. We were going to our um, auntie and uncle's wedding. <laughs> so all the wedding photos have got these shaved heads as little kids now. <laughs> it, looks, it just looked so bad. Oh... Oh, dads and dads, man. They just don't think stuff through, that's for sure. I'd 100% do the same thing. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm more attached to my hair. I care too much about my looks. I could, like, I could get how people would like get angry at the time, but in retrospect, yeah, it's highly I mean, funny. It's, well, I mean, you've got a good story out of it in the end. But, um, yeah, I went actually, this is completely unrelated. I just remembered this. At the, this is more like what, a reason you probably want to be in AR and watch movies at home. Because we went and saw the new Spider-Man last night with all the lads. My cousin Finn hooked us up. He works at the Hoyts. $2 tickets. Unreal. So cheap to go in the movies. But we're in there sitting down and um, a little bit of the movie uh, to go. And next on my left is Elliot. Next to him is someone sat down. I hate it when they sit down right next to you. But they're sitting next to Elliot. And I just see out the corner of my eye, just this lady pick up a drink, put it down, and then she taps. I'm so sorry. I've just picked your drink up. I didn't, I didn't have any. I didn't drink any of it. But, um, yeah, I just picked it up. I picked it up. Elliot and I both looked at each other. Or I just looked out the corner of my eye. <laughs> and I was like, I definitely saw her take two swigs out of that. And he, <laughs> we got out of the cinema after. He goes, so did I. Not only did she pick it up, she drank it, then put it down and lied to me after I obviously saw her drinking well, I was out say, of the thing. If, if, if you didn't drink from it, you wouldn't dob yourself in. hundred percent, no, no you just crime. put it down. She took two swigs out of it and put it down. She's just got caught in her own web of lies. Correct, correct. Oh, it rattled. And Elliot hates going to the movies and he hates cartoon movies. It just rattled him at the end of it. It was so funny. He's just never going to the movies again. <laughs> no, you wouldn't after that. That's what I said though. Luckily, the tickets were $2. Otherwise... <laughs> And luckily, the drink was free as well. So, oh. luckily, it was a free drink. He was complaining about a free drink. But very funny. Like, oh, that, that poor lady. And she's got Elliot's slobber, like, in her mouth. Like, like, she's sucking on Elliot's germs. Dobber. Yeah, yeah. For those people who don't know Cruz's house, mate, looks yeah. like Dobby the house. Well, we don't, come on, we don't have to say that on the podcast. <laughs> he doesn't. That's just a nickname from – I mean, he doesn't listen, so he won't care. But the boys, love, this might get back to him. Oh. But yeah, no, nah, good night at the movies. That was good. And I went, the other week I went, it was actually a really good flick. So I'm jumping around here. Saw Guardians of the Galaxy, um, went and saw it on my own. You ever, you ever go on your own no, to the movies? No, no, I have not. I reckon I went to one movie in the last five years. And oh, you're not a big like movie, Top man. Gun with my mum. I've, oh, no, I've smashed through probably most of the top 250 internet movie database movies. Yeah. And then now I'm just like. Pretty safe list. Good. I enjoy good movie, but I don't want to just sit down and watch a superhero movie with no plot, right? Well, these no, these ones are good. What do you mean they've got plots? Yeah, but it's, it's not the same as I don't know. Maybe I'm just not. A movie Come on, guy. you're a child. You sound like Martin Scorsese. He hates, <laughs> on, he hates on these movies. We, we spoke well. about that last week. Yeah, yeah. No, but good, good flicks coming out. Flash coming out. They're all just super. Yeah, we did talk about this last week. Just heaps of superhero movies. Sure, there is. Yeah, there's what else you're going to see? The little they're just Mer- promoting theme parks and merchandise. The Little Mermaid, and then they've got just one movie that's always made for the old people, like Brady Plus Eighty, which is about four. Um, fans of the New England Patriots going to see Brady's Tom Brady's last game, and they're all old six-year-old ducks. But we spoke like every movie which is coming out right is like you know part of a franchise. 
you know, yeah. like Fast and Furious, 37. You know, like they did Total Recall again, like all the good movies in the past. Like, oh, what can we do? Let's think of another plot. Nah, let's just like take this one and kind of sample it a little bit. People are simple. And it comes down to that. You know, Vin Diesel said that he's going to make another six Fast and Furious. Oh, no. There's another spin-off. Yeah, no shit, he's probably getting paid $20 million a pop. <laughs> yeah, he's surely he's a billionaire soon. Yeah, I think he owns the rights. Oh, well. God. But um, Well, yeah. I don't know if we've got anything else to discuss. Mate, that's pretty much it. I mean, what's on this weekend? I've got Uncle's 50th I've got to go to and some other stuff. But uh, not much for me. What about you? Probably Bum. quiet. Could get on the gas. We'll see. You probably will. You get on the gas every weekend. <laughs> and resting your hammy up. I'm sure that'll be good for it. R.I.P. All right, mate. On that note, catch you next week. Ciao.